1: I talk radio where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2:19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And we're gonna be talking about the glory of education today. And curiosity and self-learning, it's going to be a great day, but I want to mention our sponsor, Home Instead. Senior Care recruits the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. Now, Anna, welcome to the show. Hi. I am
2: very pleased with our topic today. Excited to be here. I
1: I know, and before we get too far into it, I want to just give a shout out to somebody who's very dear to my heart, and that is my friend, Roy Bryan. He has, I think, a new title, Production Manager, Creative Director. It's hard for me to say for sure because he's been doing those jobs for so long, but I think it's official now, and Roy, I know you won't say anything, but I just want you to know how much we are so grateful for you, and we're so proud of you. And you educate me all the time, so I I just wanted to shout out on this topic of the glory of education, especially since we're tying it into the way that it allows us to serve others. So let me give you a great definition of curious, Anna. Do you mind if I do that first? Go for it. Okay. Curious, fascinated by all that God created, and thus glorifying Him in serving others. So that's uh, kind of an interesting, it, I don't think I've ever, uh, there are probably people who say this, but I think, I know for sure, when we were, when you were growing up, one thing I did slightly tweak, my parents were always big on education, my grandparents were too, but one thing I did tweak with you kids is i always said, we want you to have an education because you'll be better prepared to serve others. So the whole, it's not enough to... Get an education and glorify yourself with it. The point of education
2: is to be able to serve others. I think you spoke that out loud to us probably more or maybe for the first time in our family. But, you know, your parents, I mean, like as you read that definition, it's just the epitome of my grandfather. The whole idea of curiosity and getting an education, he pursued his being a doctor to help others to serve. And, and he had yeah, his family as well in providing for all his kids and his wife. And, I think that you're – And, and that's even an inheritance. Why it was,
1: that's probably why it was so obvious to me, because I did watch him my whole life. If there was a wreck on the side of the road, he would stop and see if he
2: – because he was a doctor, could he help. Long and before then, they had laws about that, my dad was doing that. And then beyond the obvious of him being a doctor and the education involved in that – The things that they were so engaged by in our community, like children's science museums. Yeah. And, and all the hours I got to spend over at Discovery Science Place because, because that was the thing that they loved. That the whole idea of being, of curiosity driving learning and then all that whole museum is about nothing but nature, which to me just is a reflection of God. Whether or not God or Jesus is ever on a pamphlet in a science museum, I walk into all the science museums ready to see something about my creator, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just, I really hear that definition and it, it's intuitively obvious to me because of your family. Well, I think um, it's interesting.
1: I think it's interesting. Let me uh, read you a couple of quotes cause I got it. Oh, there were so many. When you put in learning, a ton of stuff pops up from my favorite people to quote. So here's one I just love. I have no special talents. I'm only passionately curious. That's Albert Einstein said that. I mean, that's kind of funny.
2: It makes sense in a way. Obviously, his design that, that God built him for was curiosity, and he was fulfilling it. And in the course of doing yeah. that, think of all the things that he discovered and built and tweaked until they were right. I
0: love um, I love that.
2: the moment you challenged us in um, late high school to, well, I guess technically mid-high school, to do the um, Partners in Education program.
1: That was fun. Because
2: my <laughs> cause my brother was so much younger, and he was in elementary school, and you wanted us to have a service program, and we'd been working in a barn and had learned all about, you know, essentially a, a facet of East Texas agriculture, working with horses and cows. And they had a Texas History Week, and you were like, okay, you could go to Will's school and offer a curriculum to the teachers and the administration and see if you can do it for his class. And I think one year we did it for his class, and then by the next year, during Texas History Week, we like, Stood on their little stage in their cafeteria and did it for like every class in like, I don't know, kindergarten and first grade. And when you told us to do that, I thought you were crazy. It was one of those, I'm going to force myself not to roll at my mom, roll my eyes at my mom kind of moments. Like, who would even want me to talk to them about something? Like, why would I do that? Like, who's going to want to hear what we have to say? Really self consciously insecure. But you're always right about that kind of stuff. So we went for it. But I'm so thankful we did because it turns out I love to teach. I love well, to get up in group, front of groups of kids and communicate ideas, but at that point, I had no idea. <laughs> well, I think
1: we need to really explain to our listening friends what we're talking about, though, because when we say partners in education, we're spelling it P-A-R-D-N-E-R-S. Yeah, even and they, the name was corny they, to me as a kid. <laughs> the kids were, the, Anna and her sister and one, one or two of their very best friends were involved, and they were all barn girls. They loved to be at the barn, barn with the horses. And so they they all dressed up like cowgirls and went to the school and then they did things like I remember y'all said y'all sang head, shoulders, knees and toes, but it was like cowboy hat,
2: bandana, belt and boots or something. Yeah, I can probably still sing it. So but the interesting thing about that for as a mom, looking at it from the flip side, if I'm trying Uh to equip my kids and push them to embrace the idea that education is for service. It's to glorify Uh God through service. And to embrace creativity and all that. um, That, I didn't even realize when you pushed us to do that, that I had a knowledge base, that I had an education base that was different that might be, that I could share, that someone else would want that they wouldn't have yet. Yes. Um, Because we'd just been working at the barn because it was a great job and the people were wonderful and where else are you going to get hired at 14 in East Texas? And, but After working out there for years, we really had a knowledge base, and we had all the equipment. We could borrow the bridles and the saddles and the horse skull and let the kids wiggle the tooth in the horse skull and talk to them about how their teeth were attached and just so many interesting things and what horses ate. And I, Until you said, look, put yourself out there, be essentially vulnerable and uncomfortable, and do this and serve in this way, I didn't even realize I had valuable knowledge it was so cute and actually
1: even after y'all kind of grew up and went on to college I still had teachers calling me a couple of years after that asking if there was any way you could come back and you really couldn't I mean y'all were trying to study and pass exams and stuff so uh, especially that time of year it was just a hard you know spring has Texas Independence Day happens in the spring so that yep. was just kind of hard to come back right before midterms but uh, it, it was really popular. People loved it, and it was so cute. And it, and it did tie in. Y'all were conscientious about tying in uh, math and science and chemistry. I mean, even the oats, the bucket of oats that you brought, talked about nutrition for the horse versus for kids, because a lot of kids eat oats. And, oh, and meal, as a you kid, know, I
2: didn't, I didn't realize that those things had a that there was a depth in knowledge. To me, that was just obvious information. Because I had never passed information on to someone else before in that manner, where I was teaching and engaging. Yeah. My sister Ellen came up with a song. She took the he- the bone song, your he- your skull bones connect to your that one. Yeah, but she took all the scientific names for the bones. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, I we forgot. sang She's that a... thing with all that some of those words probably had three syllables. I mean, I don't even I, that one I can't still do unlike the head and shoulders and toes the cowboy hat. But
0: she was our science good, expert,
2: that's for sure. <laughs> looking back as a, a teacher and an educator myself, it that was a multifaceted thing and it was a service project. And yeah. that is it, it's the epitome of what we're supposed to be about. And as a mom, you being the mom in this particular situation, Equipping us and pushing us out the door, your little little bird saying, "Okay, jump off the nest now! Come on, you can do it." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, that was—it's such a great example of what I hope to do for my kids once we know their skills and where their curiosity drives them.
1: Okay, you brought up a good point, and I'm watching my uh, my comment column in case Roy gives me the signal that it's time to wrap this section up. But I don't want to forget. Because when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you just said, noticing what your kids love. I have a great quote with that, so don't let me forget that's the topic when we come back. In the meantime, you can go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and there'll be a blog there about this, so you don't have to have a wreck while you're driving, listening to podcasts, or on your bike, We'll put all the hyperlinks in there and connect you with some great like homeschooling lessons and all kinds of great ideas Anna has about really organically teaching your kids very important stuff the easy way. So stay with us. Anna, we have about two minutes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about when we come back or any any thoughts? If you don't I, I've got when I I've th- quotes.
2: <laughs> when I think about your your family again and that education emphasis, I think part of honoring God And it's probably just obedience, but I like to think of it in this way. It honors God when I live my design to the very best way I know how and ask him to live it even better. He is the creator made me the way he wanted me on purpose. And, and so when I get to teach or make art, that honors him because it's how he made me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really good stuff. And so that really does beg the question how do we know what our kids are good at and so when we come back from the break that's what i want to talk about some more Mm -hmm. what education is all about yeah and we just want to mention again how much we appreciate you and we're so grateful that you're listening in today so stay with us when we come back we're going to try to make it really worth your while and glad that you that you tapped into what we have to talk about in ways that'll be very practical for helping your own children so don't leave Remember, this is where we speak truth with a Texas twang.
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. in the next house over is a grocery store.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help.
1: My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know
2: mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers
0: will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these Candid Conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We've
1: been talking about how education is really God's gift to us, this ability to learn, so that we can serve others. And and sometimes p- parents get confused about that. They want their children to have a safe, secure future, of course. We all want that. So they make education about how the child can make more money in the future as an adult instead of making it about how God can use that education to bless others. So Ana, I pulled a couple of things that have to do with school because I know you're a gifted I would say spiritually gifted teacher. So I wanted to share these with you because I know you're going to love them. So here's one from one of the great geniuses of all time, Leonardo da Vinci. Study without desire spoils the memory, and it retains nothing that it takes in. And I, I honestly think that was some of That's my true. some of my experience growing up. I was bored in school, especially classroom settings, being as imaginative, I would say maybe ADHD or whatever. I'm not going to (laughs) say. Yeah, probably would have gotten diagnosed if I'd been a few years later. But okay, and then there's another one from Madeline Lingle, Lingle, however you say her name, the lady who wrote A Wrinkle in Time, which was one of my favorite books as a kid, and she wrote this, uh, schooling instead of encouraging the asking of questions, too often discourages it. So you know me and questions, and I loved the imaginative part of her book. I didn't appreciate some of the things she said about Jesus in it, but overall, I still think it's one of one of my favorite books because of the imagination that she put into that book. And so,
2: you know, that was going to be my first thing when you said we were going to talk about how do you identify your kids' strengths, what they're, you know, oh. how do you know what they're drawn to where their thing is? It's all about what questions they ask. That, that wow. is at the core. And the, the secondary one would be how, when they lose track. When do they lose track of time? You know, discounting the what we call the uh, great uh, neutralizing ray, any kind of screen. Discounting screens. They don't count because they just neutralize everyone. <laughs> but um, where does your kid lose track of time? That would be the secondary one. But question. Can I give you an example? It's brilliant. I'm just yeah, they laughing. I'm going to interrupt y'all. Is that really what y'all call it, great oh, yeah, neutralize- we call it? The great neutralizing ray? When Drew and I eat a little by ourselves. <laughs> We save the TV often. Like, I push through mornings that are horrible because I know he'll be home, he'll be awake, we'll have our overlapping moment where we both have energy in the day, we want to have some time, just the two of us, and so I don't turn on the TV when my kids ask all morning long, and then when he wakes up and we're like, okay, now we need to be not interrupted by a million questions or another glass of water or whatever it is, we turn it on and they're totally neutralized. (laughs) That is so the neutralizing right.
1: That is so hilarious. Okay, so I I just personalities go away. It's crazy. Well, you know, we used to have the rule that we could not watch TV unless Dad was home because he loves TV, and I knew if he watched it, if y'all watched it with him and with me, it'd be too much during the day. So we had. I don't know if you know this, but I just refused. I would not turn on the TV unless
2: he was home. And TV is a great. The the screens and the power of the internet. My kids know things, but. But I'm learning with them because the, the the preschool educational people who are creating these shows are incredible. I yeah. There's a couple on PBS right now that if I ever got to meet the designers of those shows, it would be like they're heroes to me. They're amazing tools. But that said, I do watch my little son's eyes glaze over and his personality just goes away. So we try to hold it okay. for moments where we really do need the – the freedom to leave our children in a room by themselves. <laughs> and they'll be safe. That's so, that so funny. Okay.
1: So uh, we're going to go back to those questions that you ask. Okay. What questions do they ask and what do they lose track of time when they're doing? So, so talk f- to me a little bit my, about that.
2: My son asks questions about how things work to the point where, where we're just like, Oh, w- let's get you a book about it. Or, Hold that question. Don't lose that question. In a couple (laughs) years, we'll come back to that question because we don't know the answer, and you're going to have to learn to read first, and then you can read about that in a book Uh, Oh, that is so funny. He's a smart guy. Oh, my goodness. He's a smart kid. About the mechanisms of things. But he knows all about ball and socket joints and because of Legos and his own arms and asking questions and making connections, he loves mechanics. And I'm telling you, it's the pattern of what he asked questions about that clue us into that. And then, hey,
1: you know what? I'm interrupting you again, but I have to throw uh this in. I sent you a Pinterest today, and it had to do with using uh, Legos for homeschooling projects.
0: So don't forget to look for
1: that. And to our listening friends, Anna and I both collect all kinds of great
2: stuff on Pinterest. So definitely look for us there. And send us ideas. I love I love new pens because when people send me new ideas and I pin them. Then my feed changes, and I get all this new interesting stuff, but that's beside the point. So then my daughter could not be more different. They get along really well, but that involves self-discipline on their parts and on mine to train them to be kind to each other even when they don't feel like it, but they are very different, and for her, it's still questions, still questions that clue me into her strength. She constantly asks me, Mama, what are we doing tomorrow? Mama, when will I see Grandy? When will I see Supergram? Mama, do we have any parties? (laughs) Oh <laughs> Mama, can I bring you a cup of tea? Meaning, she wants me to sit down with her rabbit and her and whichever little doll she friend she has right now <laughs> and have a tea party. Like that, I love it. she is coordinating my social life and trying to bring people together. And and it's the questions she asked. And with toddlers, questions can be so annoying because they're often so repetitive that you start tuning them out. But even just for a week, if you'll tune your ear to the questions. And not tune them out, even the repetitive ones, and start seeing the pattern you easily at three and a half, it is obvious where my daughter's god given strengths are, and my son's now five, but I bet if I could time travel back to three and a half, it'd be obvious at three and a half for him too so I
1: remember how it was I mean his intelligence was already showing back then, of course, I'm his grandmother, so maybe I'm prejudiced, but I think he's
2: really brilliant. <laughs> he is definitely. Has a, a good hyper focus on it, and he yeah. loves mechanisms. He loves manipulating things with his hands. He is—I yeah. cannot wait to see what he does with all that. So
1: well, and, and I then, think the opposite is also true. Sometimes you can see, and this is—you know—if you miss your chance when kids are little and they're so they're so open at that age, yeah. and then we get to be adults and we get skills and we kind of overcompensate, and so maybe we lose track of what our real. Calling. Our true interests originally were our design, but one thing yeah. that will tell you sometimes your design is what you see happening that's in the flesh, like the bad traits we have. Sometimes can also be uh, a clue Distracted to what we're naturally gifted at. If we would only yeah. use those traits to serve others. So and I mean, for just example, for instance, the number of things
2: around my house that i found broken because of my son. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out exactly. how they work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and at so first, I think it's I'm really good for moms that. to know you can you can kind of watch for the things they they mess up, the ways mm-hmm. kids mess up, and that can also tell you what they may turn out to be very geniusy at. I like yeah. what Will said on this. As long as we're quoting people, uh, he was trying to comfort me because I had I was discouraged about something someone had said to me, and he goes, "Oh, mom, you just need what I say." They just don't get my genius.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was young when he said that you. I totally remember that. <laughs> that was so
1: funny to me because it was true. He does have a certain kind of genius, and sometimes people get I
0: mean, it, but a lot of times they don't.
2: Well, and yeah. it wasn't academic okay. for him. He's such a genius with people and relationships. He can have one conversation with someone and remember them for the rest of his life. Yeah, okay. So I have one more quote at least. I think. I might have one more
1: after that, but this one is so dear to me and it brings up one of our favorite subjects, especially talking about education. So here it goes. And I'll have to tell you, this guy is named Joseph Brodsky, and I had to look him up. But get this he was a Russian born immigrant to the United States and he became an American. So that's always interesting to me. You know, my thing is, I always say, all the good people come to America, and when they get really smart, they come to Texas. And if they stay in Texas long enough, we make Texans out of them. But so I don't know if this guy ever got to Texas, but here's what he said. And you'll love this on it. There are worse crimes than burning books. One of them is not
2: reading them. Reading them. I knew where that was going.
1: I love that. I did not. That one caught me by surprise. I had to look the guy up because I thought this guy's smart. I like what he said. So And he knew about burning books, of course, because that happened quite a bit in Russia during the program, so uh, that's interesting that he could say that so clearly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how, you know, we both love to talk about books, and a just this week, I'm going to give a shout-out to our friends, Marley and Garrett and Katie and Brian, because they were visiting, and we found out that Garrett loved to read, and he's a young man who's about to be a teenager. And Ana texted me a zillion books for that age group. So Anna, I'm going to pull all that and make a book list. I don't know when I'll get it done, but if you're listening in and that interests you, be sure and contact me and ask me for it because that'll prompt me to do it if I'm still being lazy about it. Great list of books you gave me, Anna. So let's talk you know, a little bit about self-education and books.
2: Well, I was going to say... Speaking of serving, this is the perfect thing to talk about, Mom, because you served us. Listening to a small child sound out words and learn to read and reading to them the same book over and over and over again, all of that is such an important process to enjoying reading and enjoying a book. And it's so tedious when you're the parent doing it. Not all the time, but inevitably when I'm tired, it is. And... But I, because we read The Chronicles of Narnia out loud or Pollyanna or the Brian Jock Redwall series, I am on pins and needles anticipating, waiting, cannot wait to read those books with my kids. Because I'm going to, like, have a double whammy of joy and nostalgia. All the emotions that have already been invested in those reads for me when I was a kid and had so much fun listening to the stories and learning to read them myself,
0: all those happy
2: emotions are going to double. Because I'm going to get to live those emotions again, all that nostalgia, on top of, in the moment, watching my kid's face when he, when I try to do the silly mice accents in Redwall. And those characters are so honorable. And my son, that's who he wants to be. Already he wants to be honorable. I'm so excited about reading that stuff. We're going to have to go out
1: on that because we have less than a minute left. Oh, but you know, I, I love it that you call that serving because I think there is some tediousness about reading out loud when you're a young oh, mom hilarious. and you know the laundry's piled up. So, have you glad read it ten you, other times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't forget, you can go to Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. com. We hope you will sign up for our blog. I'll and put read all it. of the. I put all of Anna's <laughs> tips, and it's crazy how many people download your stuff, Anna. It makes me so proud to be your mother. Um, I'm just so proud of you, dear, and and really thankful for people who are listening, are listening and reading, me friends. Too. We want you to know we appreciate you so much, and we hope something we've said today will spark your imagination and make you a better parent. So, truth with a Texas twang, spoken here.
0: Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, in